almighty Chen, lead us against the dead that I hope. Amen. Almighty Bruce, lead us with your right hand of steel and vengeance. Amen. Help us keep all the primitive screw heads in line with your boometh stick. Earth. Amen. Oh, Saint Ash, give us the strength to face the armies of darkness. Amen. Jesus fucking Christ, you guys can do better than this. You know, you're always like, like. Ugh. Why do we have to do this before every recording? Because it's ritual. It's so late. Yeah. Uh, did I say you can get Catholic? He's staring at us, look. But he's done in crayons. Where did you even get the gold to make that Army of Darkness poster into an icon? Oh, fuck this, okay? Let's just start the goddamn show. Yeah. Unburied human corpses are returning to life and feeding on the living. Do not try to leave your Bitches. Woo! I'm Dustin. And I'm Patrick. And in this episode, we're going to have the Zomcast News, a review of the movie Stink of Flesh, part two of the short story The Thaw by our very own Night of Living Gallagher, and the end of the show, which we call Final Remains. So stay tuned, kids. And now for the Zomcast News with Dustin of the Dead. things mentioned in the news will have links in the Zomcast website under this episode's notes. Praise the fucking Lord. The official Grindhouse trailer is up. April 6th cannot get here any sooner. The official website for Resident Evil Extinction is live and the official movie trailer is up too. It basically looks like Road Warrior in Las Vegas, but with zombies of course. And the official trailer for Fido is up at UHM. Which is upcoming horror movies. Zombie Nation has pictures of uh, the upcoming remake of Day of the Dead. And two of the pics are of the le- leading actors, Ving Rhames and... Who is this again? Uh, that's Mina Sufari. Who was in the award-winning movie American Beauty. Oh, how the mighty have fallen and landed on their ass in a horrible zombie remake. Burn! Anyway, Zombie Nation is a cool website and it's going under our zombie website links. We decided to stop trying to compile a list of zombie films that are coming out in 2007 because we fee- we you know we just kept finding ones we missed yeah, you know so much. sorry uh, so from now on we're gonna actually just report them as we find them. With that being said, here's one that we missed: Risen. It says, "For Sam Mills, his wife Jenny, and his brother Nick, the dawn of a new day in suburbia quickly becomes hell on earth when an army of flesh-eating dead invades." 
with their infant daughters suddenly lost in a city, abandoned by living and ruled by the dead. What the fuck was she doing out there anyway? Good question. Sam and Jenny embark on a desperate mission to find her. Well, I guess the brother died. When the risen tide of the dead forces them to make a makeshift rescue station uh, under the rule of lone Texas Ranger. Walker! Texas Ranger. And besieged by ravenous hordes, they fight to prove the parents' love for a child is a force not to even be reckoned for by the dead. When the dead have risen, some things are more important than survival. It and sounds like a movie of family values, basically. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Zombie films, family values. Yes. Equal. Uh, so, Fangoria has an article from Michael Gingold about the Pakistani zombie film uh, entitled... Zibakana, which actually translates to Hell's Ground. And this is what it says. Hell's Ground is dedicated, directed by Omar Ali Khan and co-produced by Mondo Pete Toombs. The film follows a group of five teenagers, count it five, five teenagers who get lost while traveling to a concert and encounter not only hungry flesh eaters, but a crazed backwards family. Done completely outside the usual Pakistani film. Hmm. As opposed to Bollywood or something? Yeah. Auspices and without government backing, Hell's Ground is the country's first truly modern horror feature. See, isn't the war on terror terrorism worth it? Now countries like Pakistan can feel free to make shitty films about zombies too. That is so God great. bless America. Yay! On April 3rd, the movie Zombies Gone Wild what does that will come mean, out on exactly? DVD. <laughs> yeah, I guess what do you watch? I mean, oh man, I don't want to think about gross. that. And the movie's description said, All they wanted was to score. They didn't expect to be eaten, too. <laughs> Burn. When, when Snoop Dogg and Oak shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and the zombies gone wild. The three guys, Marty, Randy, and Leroy, go, <laughs> I wonder who the white guys are and who the black guys are. Um, well, go to get, go on a spring break road trip in the hordes of, uh, in hopes for becoming, okay, can you finish this for me? Yeah, it's horrible. God, I hate to read this, too. Okay, uh, you know, they get a hell of a lot more than they bargain for when the girls of their dreams become their worst nightmare. Hint, hint. The trio ends up wishing that they were only in hell as they go on their... I actually would not wish I was in hell. As they go on the ride of their lives. Ride? Are they at a park? At times, startling, funny, and others, downright frightening. I'm sure it is. Zombies gone wild. We'll have the guys wishing they never went looking for some action. Mmm. <laughs> This Damn. sounds like someone found a way to make the movie Hostel worse by combining it with Stink of Flesh. Mm. There's not a release date on this one, but... Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> Darn, I wish there was. The same company, which is uh, Westlake Entertainment, will be coming out with a movie later on called Motocross Zombies from Hell. Now that is unique. We are <laughs> coming out this year on DVD. Or in theater. Oh, fuck it. Who are we kidding? They're all coming out on DVD. <laughs> And the first one of those is Mutant Vampire Zombies from The Hood. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you kind of gotta let that one sink in a little bit. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the description that they made themselves. In the wake of a solar flare of unusual properties, hmm, a mismatched group of inner-city survivors must put aside their animosity to escape a Los Angeles now free of gangbangers but infested instead with blood-sucking zombies. Oh, no! Redundant, really. <laughs> the only star we recognize is Thomas Howell, you know, who plays undercover, undercover cop. Big surprise. Yeah, so this is going to be a warning sign to how great this film will actually be. To be fair, the sneak peek, you know, preview actually doesn't try to pass itself off as a serious film, 
there's no release date on this film yet. Not that I'm sure you're all clamoring to go see the film anyway. Next one is Horrors of War. Feeling the pressure from Allied advance, Hitler hit, uh, <laughs> unleashes his secret weapons. Oh, God. How many fucking movies have something like this? Anyway, his film follows wayward soldiers during uh, World War II in, uh, European, in the European uh, whatever. Uh, the OS, okay, yeah. This looks like a stinker. We got the next one. Ooh, okay, so now there's the Book of the Dead, Necromancer, the tentative working title of the zombie comedy. Oh, it's a comedy movie. Hmm. I'm not quite I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure why I put this in here. Okay, next one. So, uh, yeah, okay. Your turn. Oh. For those who love the animated movie called City of Rot, you'll be pleased to know that Frank Sudol will be coming out with a new animated gore fest called Dead Fury. Inspired by several great horror classics, this animated gore-drenched horror part parody <laughs> brings the laughs with buckets of extreme gore like never before to a store. Blah blah. Well, you can rent it and more. Good bore. I don't know. What are we doing? <laughs> it says here this for mature audiences. After that description, no shit. Dead really? Fury is coming to uh, is coming soon to a DVD. This looks like a, a big tribute to Evil Dead, the Evil Dead series, because the dead in this movie are possessed and stuff, and it takes place in an abandoned house in the woods, and the lead character is also kind of Bruce Campbell-ish, you know, the chin, although, um, with mm. kind of like a saw on his, uh, like an electric saw, and he has a shotgun or a boomstick, I don't really know. Anyway, the trailer is really funny because it just shows all the money scenes, basically blood splattering all over everything. I so, love uh, when movies do that. You don't even have to go see them. I know. It's so worth it, right? Now for you. Well, apparently we're going on to the comic news. Uh, you know, I just want to let you know. Here's some bad news for you about The Walking Dead Volume 6. It's going to take a few more weeks, apparently. Evidently, they do this every time. They just they say it's going to come out, and then weeks later, it finally does. I actually think it was a conspiracy. They just wanted to make us look like an ass. But, it, you know. If you uh, want to know the uh, like a good source of uh, release dates... DiamondComics.com We'll have this in his notes uh, I've been told is a good source for the release date So next time I'll check my facts with that website We have some information about the comic uh, Living Dead Glasgow uh, It says here Undead master George Romero brought the dead back to life in Pittsburgh Clyde Barker briefly uh, Shipped the corpses to over to London What? what? Now SGM are bringing the dead to Scotland, Glasgow. Hmm. Anyway, are um, they like food? I don't. It's supposed to be kind of a a bumper crop. Yeah, maybe? it's in the. It's being published this November. Well, there you go. It's a black and white. So, uh, in the other news, which, but by the way, if you're going to claim to be a gore fest comic and you're going to put it in black and white, it just sorry. Yeah, apparently I'm trying to jump ahead. I apologize. No, 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 no. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, other news. Uh, you know the. Apparently one of our listeners, Jim of the Dead, from the UK wrote a little ditty called Zombie Girlfriend. This tragic love ballad captures the meaning of overlooking a lover's disabilities and drawbacks. And in this case, it's actually zombification. It also talks about the deepness of one's heart to overlook society's stigma of having relations with the undead, also known as necrophilia. Truly a heart-wrenching song, and we really thank Jim for sharing this with us. 
he even re redid the song in a country style. Uh, we'll have a link to to the to the uh, video he did on YouTube. Now that's cool. It's pretty funny. And finally, I wanted to mention the podcast called The Midnight Podcast. They've been out longer than us. They're another zombie podcast. And they are definitely uh, really good with the reviews. Uh, it's uh, Root Rot and Shell hosting it. They do it weekly. And it covers everything from movies, comic books, games, uh, novels, toys, and general news about zombies. And uh, probably some of the best parts of it is um, when he goes on these rants. He doesn't pull his punches. Uh, I'm talking about Root Rot when it comes down to the movie reviews. And it's just so refreshing. I just love it when people do that because shit is shit. And unlike us on the Zomcast, we're pussies. Sometimes we feel like we need to soften the blows because we're scared that somebody might hear it that might be offended or something like that but uh not him they told as it is and uh i can actually agree with a lot of his opinions and stuff so um i'm hoping that uh maybe we can have a talk with him on the show and maybe if i'm hoping if he's listening now maybe we can submit some stuff um to his podcast too and uh because this is really awesome that there's another zombie podcast there's only a few of us out there and um this is my favorite. So uh, I think there are 26 episodes of this recording. And uh, I'd go and check them out. We're going to have them in the notes. We'll have them in the podcast that Kick-Ass links. And uh, all right. And that looks to be it for the Zomcast news. Um, the Zomcast. Oh, hi. Yeah. Emily's on the phone. Oh, she's. Thanks. Yeah. Why uh, is she on? Uh, actually, she's in the field. Did you, what do you? No, no, she's in the field. Um, hold on, people, while we try to get her on the phone here. Hold on for a moment. And now we're going to our correspondent in the field, dead like Emily. Hello, you see what that here in the field is fucking cold. Oh, do do you see anything? Was there a report on the zombie virus outbreak or something? What are you doing out there? No, but it's really cold out and dark and calm down. I think there's a skunk here. Thanks. <laughs> what? What's it? I don't understand. What are you out there for? That's what told me to. What? <laughs> Why did you tell her to do that? Uh, um, I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of funny. What? I'm sorry. I, I, if that's it, then I guess you can come back inside now. No, wait. There's something to report. Late breaking news. What? Late breaking news? Yeah. You know what it sounds like? Somebody's got stand in their vagina. Whoa! Oh, wait, wait! Look at your skin! Oh, Patrick's about to get a bamboo shot shoved up his dick hole! Oh, ooh! This is Dead Like Emily, reporting from the field. Back to you, Dustin. Uh, uh thank you very much, Emily. Uh. The Zomcast News is brought to you by Fangoria, Creature Corner, Upcoming Horror Movies, and the form for all flesh must be eaten. Because without these sources, we wouldn't have shit. This podcast is part of the Zombie Podcast Network at cpn. Oh, oh, excuse me, there's someone at the door. <laughs> Honey, it's for you. And now, for film review. Film review. Film, film magic. This is crap. 
We've got a special treat for you today, kids. We're not going to do a review on the stink of flesh. We're going to reenact it. Yeah. Anyway, I made the mistake of renting this. Most zombie films are bad, so it's hard to tell which ones are really bad. And so it's kind of a gamble, and I thought, after the Zomcast, we can always watch a, a zombie film, and we can kind of talk about it in the next show. Mm -hmm. I made the mistake about this, and I pay every time we do this goddamn show now. So um, let me give you a little bit of story, warning about this movie. It was written by Scott Phillips in 2005. Um, supposedly, he did it for less than 4000 or something like that. Wow, big... that's a great rating it has on IMDb. Hmm. Yeah, five and a half. Hmm. Four and a half. Four. Four. Ooh. Four. That's very Ooh, generous. Too generous. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. See, the rest of these people are a little bit resentful because I have a natural um, defense mechanism in my body. When I'm actually exposed to an awful film, I somehow pass out. And so when I woke up after the credits were rolling in this, I woke up to three very angry people. Mm. Yeah. 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 So I missed, I was lucky to miss most of this movie. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to reenact this, and, um, Emily, why don't you tell us what your parts are in this? I will be the narrator, the overvoice, and I will also be the crazy Mexican chick in the beginning. Christy, why don't you tell us who you are? I'm the nasty chick and the crazy sister. And I will be the hot and attractive guy, and also the hot and attractive army guy. Guy. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm also the crazy guy in the sh in the shed with a funky hat. Who well, goddammit, you have to admit yeah, it. Who has the two little boys who he is like completely a molester guy. So, okay. Gross. And apparently I get to be the great parts of Matul and a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dirty parking lot, our hero, Matul, is fighting a zombie. Hold still, you dirty zombie, while I hammer this nail in your head. Oh wait, a hot bitch. Gotta save her. Quick, follow me, you dumb hot bitch. What? I think often people try to kiss me. Huh? Nothing. Hey, what the fuck are you doing to my shit? Trying to fuck this hot bitch. Can we come in? Uh, sure. And come in and meet my creepy fucking kids. Um, You wanna what? sleep with one of them? Huh? Oh, Christ, I have to car on the floor. Let me kiss you, you dumb bitch. OMG, no. I would rather run into a horde of zombies and die than make out with you. Actually, that is what I will do now. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Why did you bring such a dumb bitch in here with us? Now we got all these zombies in here. Ugh. Um, she had tits? I'm out. And in comes the oddly placed hot man. Oh, there is a guy with an ass I'd like to look at while he screws my wife. I gotta get him. What is that pain in my head? Oh, what the hell is that kid doing over there? A silent creepy kid gets into the truck with the hot guy when he tells him to. Off to the house in the middle of nowhere, but oddly seems to attract tons of zombies. What the hell? I just got here. Must kill a zombie. Bring random guy to my house. Leave creepy kid in truck all alone. Hey, wake the fuck up, fuck face. Now bathe. Take a bubble bath. And I like it when my nasty boy has sick. Okay. Alright. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. I forgot the kid. What? So I just do her?
I just see Matul's sack? And that's about where we're just going to end it here. We, <laughs> we had a great time doing this, and there was actually a lot more to this than what you're hearing, but after uh, we sobered up and listened to it, we decided that uh, it was a little too pornographic and probably a little too misrepresentative. We do have limits, and uh, this movie was that bad. I mean, it had, let's see, necrophilia, pedophilia, um, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. And uh, it was all in bad taste, and the movie was awful. And uh, what we're going to do is put a link up to the preview to show you at least how much it could stink. And just give you a sniff. So um, this is where we're going to end this. And uh, we all decided that that was enough, that this movie, just after we listened, after we did this, it just, oh, it was awful. So um, I'm sorry, but... I decided uh, to fill up the empty space. We're just going to do um, a game section. So here we go. I wanted to talk a little bit again about the board game Zombies. I wanted to clear up my opinions about it because I don't think I represented it very well last uh, episode. I also wanted to mention four role-playing games that you can get online for free. So we're going to start with Zombies. I just wanted to clear out that clear up that even though it's a popular game, my problems with the game are uh, that it's a... Uh, it's all about like the the kind of like the, the the theme and not about the rules supporting what the theme is because basically when the the game comes down to it, you roll to see how far you move. If there's a zombie on that square, you roll to see whether you kill the zombie. That's basically it. Um, they added the cards to kind of try to add flavor to it, but the cards aren't necessary to play the game, and that is the major weak point about it. You can go through that the whole game without playing a card. In fact. Our gaming group never plays the cards until the helicopter pad comes down because that's when the stakes are high. Other than that, we're just wandering around. If you die, you go back to the middle of the damn town. You lose half your points, and it doesn't really seem to add any scariness to it. The zombies don't have any special abilities. If you, you get bitten or killed, you don't come back as a zombie. Uh, you don't get infected, you know. Um, in fact, there's only one zombie per square, technically, so it's kind of lame. We In ours, we put four zombies because it seems to be... You know, these movies have a bunch of zombies massed together. So unless you add a lot to the game, and that's exactly what most of the people I know who love this game, they uh, they usually added a lot of extra rules and stuff to it to make it work. Other than that, I'm really disappointed after a second edition of this game where they just made it look better. Because that seems to be all what it's about is about its props and its toys, you know, that it comes with and stuff. But the actual rules don't seem to support uh, a zombie feel to the game just because it has little zombie pieces and stuff like that and pictures of zombies it doesn't really mean that the rules you know reflect a zombie kind of survival game and in fact I wanted to mention this uh, it's really ironic because after uh, the last episode of uh, Head Games the, um, this really cool podcast about board and card games and sometimes they mention role playing games they actually mentioned that it was called Theme Versus Content and I'm going to have them in the uh, um, this notes because I think you should go and listen to it because it's uh, if you like board games and card games and stuff, 
um, this was a great conversation on what kind of games work. They mentioned, they agreed with me on this, was that Mall of Horror really supports a zombie survival kind of feel. In fact, actually, it's mostly just kind of a survival thing and stuff and how you betray people when it comes down to it. Another good game to, the, uh, to compare um, that to is the game Bang. It has, it's supposed to be a spaghetti western kind of a shoot 'em up card game. The rules and the card and, and, and you know the flavor go so well. It supports itself. It's a really cool thing. Zombies fails in this, and I'm sorry, Twilight Creations, but you just got to do better. This game has been out for so long. You just needed to do better than this. But uh, most of the people like it because of all the props, and they usually add a lot to it. So um, if you don't mind changing up the rules, the props of it and the you know the, the movable boards like that are really cool. So I just wanted to say that that's the I won't mention this anymore. So and on to the other ones. Four games that I found online for free are these uh, kind of short little RPGs, and um, I've been kind of collecting them, and I was going to actually try to review one of each of them and stuff because this is it's kind of cool to uh, you know these these are like I think the biggest one has like. 20-something pages, and that's about all the time I have to read anymore these days. Uh, that's why I usually play a lot of board and card games. I really wish I played more role-playing games. But um, I'm going to mention the first one, which is the introductory pack to All Flesh Must Be Eaten. I've never actually read an introductory pack that represented the system so well, and this game really does. The adventure of it, basically, is, is that one of the characters in the adventure has a funny feeling that his girlfriend's going to break up with him, Freaks out, wants to go visit her. She's in like two states away. They got to take a road trip, and the rest of the characters are kind of like, you know, his friends and stuff. It kind of reminds me of the of the, the movie Road Trip. Um, and when they get there, the whole town has been infested with some sort of um, I forgot what the reason was for, but anyway, there are a bunch of zombies, and they realize it too late. But um, it's kind of funny. It's a very basic but very uh, workable scenario. And the other one, let's see, the next one is Regs and Dregs and Zombies. And uh, I haven't actually read anything about that uh, other than just kind of skimming through it real quick. Um, and the one after that is Zombie Plan, which is a basic two, three-page adventure of a, that puts you through a scenario of um, what would you do at that moment if there was a zombie apocalypse and stuff. It deals with kind of like the change you have in your pocket will determine the random things that happen in the game. Um, we haven't played it though, and it seems like it would be kind of, um, it needs a lot of work, but technically it, uh, it works just for a one shot. And, uh, and the last one I just discovered today called Dead and Back, and this is all, this is a role playing game that, uh, was done last year, and, uh, the guy mentioned it, who wrote this mentioned it on the, uh, All Flesh Must Be Eaten, Eaten uh, forum. But this, um, this kind of deals with the psychological and also kind of the physical stenema of uh, the characters. It has uh, some rules that kind of deal with uh, kind of how well your character can take things psychologically and also physically as far as stenema, trying to get away from the zombies and stuff. That's kind of how it... It, uh, it also kind of deals with... It has some rules for zombie masks and stuff like that. And it also kind of skips the whole count your bullets. It kind of does things in bursts and stuff. So it kind of cuts out the, the number crunching. I wouldn't really say it's comparable so much to All Flesh Must Be Eaten because this is kind of more of a um, more of a cinematic kind of a system than All Flesh Must Be Eaten. So um, those those four games are for free online. Um, 
If you like them, please write to the authors and tell them uh, things you do like or you don't like and say that they always want input. This was from a thousand monkeys with a thousand typewriters uh, website, except for the All Flesh Must Be Eaten was from uh, on the Eden Studio. So I'm going to have uh, links to all four of these games and, and including the zombies, uh, alternate, alternate rules uh, on this notes. And uh, I hope this stuff has been useful. And I'm sorry I keep griping about the game Zombies, but, you know, this is the Zombcast. Let me take a moment here to recommend uh, three gaming podcasts. The first one, which would be uh, one of my favorite, which is um, Sons of Cryos. They do a lot with the uh, the indie-style role-playing games, and uh, they deal with role the kind of very mature way of role-playing and stuff like that, very responsible, not so D20-ish where, you know, you rules monger kind of stuff it's more or less about getting along with your players and players getting it's kind of all hippie love and stuff i guess the other one is um i just discovered recently which was uh 2d 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 six feet in a random direction podcast which kind of runs along the same line but it's a, a different crowd and um it kind of deals with some of the indie games also too um some of the games i like um like mortal coil um cat and uh, Dogs in the Vineyard. In fact, 2D Six Feet in a Random Direction uh, actually did a version of Dogs in the Vineyard for their Halloween special uh, called Zombies in the Vineyard, and it sounded like the most fucking awesome zombie role-playing game. The last one is uh, Head Games, which deals mostly with board and card games and stuff like that. Like I said, their Episode 9 dealt with theme... Um, let's see here theme versus content and they actually mentioned the board game zombies and uh and mall of horror and all three of these are going to be in this notes and stuff and also the podcasts that kick ass because um these are really good gaming pod uh podcasts that i listen to that deal um with some pretty cool theories on it and stuff so that's it what's going on with uh night of the living gallagher's story Uh, I would like to personally thank Gallagher for uh, submitting his work to us. I'm afraid he can't be on the show. We're having some problems uh, using Skype on the show because when we talk, we're hearing ourselves echo right back in our ears. And it just is really distracting when we talk and stuff like that. And we can't seem to get um, our AIM iChat thing also to work with each other. I don't know if it's a Mac versus Windows thing or not, but we're working through the details. I'd like to have him on the show and stuff when we're talking to him. He's a very, you can hear he's got a really nice voice. He's very witty and stuff. So I'm going to also have links to um, his MySpace and his uh, his gaming blog too. Um, I hope to get him on the show again um, after this with more, sto more stuff for this story called The Thaw, but also uh, to hear his D20 um, zombie adventure stuff. So without further ado, this is The Thaw Part 2 with Night of the Living Gallagher. Welcome back to my little neck of the woods. This is Night of the Living Gallagher presenting to you Chapter 2 of the ongoing novella, The Thaw. The great wall that surrounded the new town came into view. 
barbed pieces of wire fence wrapped around over and across heavy tree trunks, binding together a makeshift wall. The effect was ugly, perhaps, but had held off many raids. Zombies had only breached the town once in the three years since April had stumbled from the wilderness half alive. These winters gave the community precious time to repair and restock their camp. While the zombies slept, immobilized in the freezing cold, April and Robin's people prepared for the coming spring. As the two friends neared the gates, a group of townspeople became visible from behind the slowly falling curtain of snow. They surrounded a van, excitedly shouting to its passengers. A woman wept with joy as a man with a great beard stepped out, sweeping her up in his arms. Robin hustled forward and was upon them in an instant. April strolled along. Her swagger matched the confident look on her face. Hey, Jim. Robin tossed his bat to the snow, giving the bearded man a crushing hug. The woman looked a bit put off, her reunion interrupted by this youth. Robin, Jim shouted, returning the hug with equal force. Give a hand, will you? You too, April. He got in. The engine rumbled, and the van slowly drove into town, attracting more and more excited people. April sighed as she walked alongside the van, shooting a look to Robin. Expert timing that. We could have stayed out another thirty minutes. We'd be inside, warming up instead of hauling supplies. I made a call. I get to do that, Robin said simply. Just because you're older than me, by like a year. Stop whining, Robin. The council makes the rule rules. When in the wild, the oldest calls the shots. Anyway, we're going to get first dibs on any trinkets for helping. Jim said so. Well, you could command me to be leader. I could, but that wouldn't be as funny. Robin grinned maliciously. Besides, you're too green to lead. You're hanging out with Jesse too much, April complained. Hoorah! Robin grinned, kicking a clump of snow towards the sidewalk. The van halted in front of what was once a bank. After a moment, the engine stopped. The doors swung open and a gnarled, burly man stepped out, dropping to the snow-covered ground. An unlit cigarette was tucked behind his ear, and Robin eyed it greedily. Hey, Jesse, new coat, April said, eyeballing Jesse's fur coat. She gazed at a spot of blood around the neck and wondered if he had taken it from a corpse. Jesse ignored the greeting, yanking a crate from the back of the van and dumping it in Robin's arms. Robin handed it off to April seconds before a second, heavier crate was carelessly tossed at him. All in all, it was a good haul. Among other wonders, the van harbored several huge barrels of gasoline, several hundred pounds of jerky, two kegs of Pap's blue ribbon, and enough bullets to stop a herd of elephants in the tracks. The group hauled the collection into the vault, and Jim locked it, checking to make sure it was shut tightly. Where'd you find all this stuff, Jim? Robin asked, his eyes brimming with starry admiration. We hit an abandoned Walmart in Orange, and a bar in Irving, he replied, turning to check the vault a third time. Jesse glanced away. On their way home, April strung the new holster for her hatchet into her belt as she walked, stopping to buckle it securely. A cigarette hung from Robin's lips, which he puffed upon greedily. I can't believe Jesse gave me three packs. I'm rich, bitch. April was too busy admiring her new holster to respond. She kept snapping and unsnapping the cover, practicing drawing the hatchet. By the time she got to her apartment, she could unsnap the holster, draw the hatchet, and swing it upward at an invisible head in one swift motion. See you, Robin. April waved distractedly as she walked up the steps towards the thick, reinforced door, still clutching at the holster at her side. Robin blinked for a moment, then looked up. Oh, you're going? Well, yeah, I got shit to do. My kitchen's a mess. Well, okay. Me and the guys are playing poker. I can't wait to bet some cigarettes. The look on their faces... Want to come? 
Does Ricky have any more Stoli? What? No. If he does, he's not sharing. Eh, I'll pass. See you, Robin. With that, April shut the door and trod up the stairs, sore from the day's work. Inside, April sat down in a torn-up armchair, pondering the day. Something was bugging her. A look on Jim's face, the blood on Jesse's coat, and the bad lie about getting bullets from Walmart. There hasn't been anything worth scavenging from a Walmart in years. Something was amiss. And now we've come to Final Remains. I would like to thank Brendan, a.k.a. Los Tanos. Los Tanos. Sorry. Um, Jim of the Dead. And the good folks at the Midnight Podcast, Rude Rot and Show. And thanks to the co-host of Does My Geek Look Big In This, Sarah Finn, for all your kind words. Everybody has said some nice stuff to us. So, we'd like to hear from fans. And please... Yeah, let us know how everything's going. I know. <laughs> um... Also, thanks to Tom at OldLordSkull.com for the samples of the zombies that you sent us. He sent us like 36 zombie sounds. It's really freaking cool. Yeah. Um, we're going to make use of those in the future shows. So, special thanks to the Fried Geek for setting up our blog. Or my blog, actually. You don't have one yet. So. Whatever. And for all your technical advice. Um, anyway, I'd like to thank everyone who listens. <laughs> Me too. All five of you out there. So, we're going to try to be back in two weeks. Um, I don't know. Life is busy. Everyone should know this. So, uh, if you have any questions, please give me a ring or an email at zomcast at cox.net, cox.net, zomcast at cox.net. Everybody have a good night. And uh, we're going to go out with a quote. Uh by Alexander J. Albright that we stole from the Fried Geeks website he posted and uh, my lovely wife is going to recite this Dude, women want to know that you know how to survive a zombie attack If the shit goes down and you can get me out of that you've got a date for life Damn straight This is Dustin of the Dead Patrick O. Deadly Dead like Emily Mortem Christie That's it We're the Zomcast Good night, folks
So here's Patrick, you know, like we just first met Nick Patrick. He, I guess they moved here. Yeah. Emily uh, brought him. There was a design show that Chris, one of your, your fellow your, student your students. Student art shows. Yeah, student, student where design art show. Where guys were at. Yeah. Free booze. Lots are, of wine. Yeah, the reason why to go to art shows are for the free booze. And, and free, free food. And um, it was a, a design show from Christie's school, and uh, she's a graphic design major. And so Patrick and Emily met us there and stuff, and there's a lot of people, a lot of drinking, and Patrick did a lot of drinking as normal. I only drank about eight or nine cups. And he <laughs> saw this guy there that he thought, thought, he thought was gay. Hey, I totally he did not just totally see gay. this guy. This guy stared at me, was like <laughs> checking me out and shit. This guy was gay, right, Emily? Totally good, gay. A good, a good, you know, it's good chances at an art show you're going to find someone gay. I mean, come on. If not, half the people there. chances if so, you find a straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> This guy was shooting sparks left and right, so... Pretty much burning up the carpet. So, so the big joke is, is that Patrick goes to these art shows, hits on straight guys, and smashes art, because he goes up to this guy and totally... <laughs> totally shit. I go up to the guy. I, he's totally, like, almost rubbing my ass. And I'm talking For to For, like, guy. 20 minutes. 20 minutes talking about his fucking art was shit anyway, because I'm angry at him. And... Like, I'm like, alright, whatever, and I go tell Emily, hey, maybe I shouldn't talk to him, I'm kind of backing off my alcoholism and being drunk. Finally, I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to go ahead and talk to him. So I go talk to him, and I'm like, hey, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah. And I was like, do you have a boyfriend? And he looked at me right in the face and said, I'm straight. And I was like, okay. And then I went to Emily immediately, feeling like a jackass, and was like, Emily, we gotta go, we gotta go. As Dustin saw this, was like, something bad is going to happen. I, I, sent, I sent the Kenyan guy over to hit on you, too, to get the guy jealous, and I, did, I didn't know he rejected you. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of hurts. Uh, and then, so pretty much after that, Dustin left, because he was like, fuck this shit, Patrick's gonna do something stupid. So I was telling Emily, let's go, let's go, and as he walked away, my big ass smacked some art. And it just crashed. Something falls on the floor. <laughs> and the whole place went silent and looked at him and was like, oh. Pretty much, yeah. That's what happened. And I both turned to face the mob. <laughs> they fucking ran out the back door. It was and I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. And pretty much left after that. Never going to art show again. Yeah, Patrick, you're really embarrassing. <laughs> I don't think I'm inviting you to my show. Dang. Patrick O'Dead, they bring him to a show, he'll hit on straight guys and smash art. <laughs> Woo, that's what alcoholism does. Yes. <laughs>